Touring Car Podcast. We are midway through the summer break, and cool, blimey, it's got hot. Well, it's today. Last week it was yeah. flash flooding and <laughs> Lord knows what else. But yeah, we are in the summer break, as you say. Seems odd, only three races in, but obviously that's the way we are with the COVID calendar. Yep. Um, Alton Park is almost upon us. Yes, which we've booked tickets for. Booked the hotel. Indeed. I'm very much looking forward to it. It'll be the first time either of us have gone to the track, um, and it should be. Uh, it looks really nice on TV, so I'm hoping it's going to be a really good day. Yeah, it's always described as picturesque and one yeah. of the greatest pla- uh, you know, place to go visually. So hopefully we'll get some nice uh, weather on the day, see some nice sights and see some good racing. Yeah, in the meantime, there has been a little bit of news. There's been a tyre test and um, unfortunately we have a driver leaving the grid and we've got some speculation about a driver joining the grid. Uh, first, I think we should get to the tyre test though. Happened at Alton Park, yep. two days. Uh, partially washed out as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it seems to be that every time teams thought they were about to get a nice bit of dry running, the heavens would open and a fresh uh, load of rain would be dumped across the circuit, which meant that a lot of the running was done in the wet. Probably something that Colin was probably a little bit grateful for underneath, <laughs> or certainly BMW, to try and understand how to get that thing working in the wet. Um, but yeah, they were there to, predominantly to test the the you know the, the uh, quick fit. Sorry, the Goodyear tyres. Goodyear. 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 Yeah. Quick, Quick fit sponsor. Tires. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. The Goodyear tyres. And they've got a lot of testing of the wet ones, but not a great uh, load of testing of the normal dry ones. Yeah, it, it's not the best scenario for them when that kind of thing happens. Yes, it'll help you for those couple of races a season where it gets an absolute deluge, maybe towards the end of the season. Like a type of decider for it, I can Yes, sake. yes, definitely. Um, however, I did see a video of sort of like the, the Power Max Racing Amazon thing. Yes, and that that Plato was like, well, there's just no point going out in this weather. We're not going to learn anything. So he was sat in the garage for half the time, sipping a coffee, wasn't he? Just take a slight tangent. <laughs> that looks really exciting. I know it, it does. I'm looking forward yeah. to that, and hopefully, it being on Amazon as well, it's going to bring in more people. I mean, I know, yeah. I know for a, for a fact that the Formula One Drive to Survive has done that Fantastic. because people who don't like F1 watch it. And then talk to me about it. My dad being one of them, who's never really been into F1, going, oh, bloody, it's actually very exciting behind the scenes, isn't it? It it gives the the championship a narrative. I know that this will be more solely focused on PMR, but even from those two drivers and how they battle throughout the season, certainly already this season, Dan Lloyd has been really impressive. And going behind the scenes and seeing what they're doing to to act upon that and, and trying to make Plato's car better and make him more consistent this season. It'll be interesting to see how they go through it and how they document it. Yeah, I wonder how deep they're going to go. I mean, are they going to go into how hard it is financially to run yeah. a touring car at the best of times, let alone in a COVID season? Yep. Um, obviously, Plato's got, got a fair bit of television work behind him already. But yeah, I'm, looking, I'm really looking forward to it. it the, the promo shot we saw from the Orton Park tyre test looked professionally done. It looks like yep. it's going to be a, a good standard of documentary. So... Hopefully, that would be a good good thing to watch, and hopefully it will bring more people into the sport. Yeah, and I, I hope it runs nicely alongside the um, YouTube little show that they did last season at the end. I think it was called On The Limit, um, a three, three-parter. Um, yeah. Just taking an overall look at the season and, and the different happenings that were going on. 
uh, I think if it could sit nicely alongside that, and then they could maybe develop it into something more like Drive to Survive. I was going to say, hopefully, if this goes well, um, BTC might look at this as a, a model to actually do their own. And if they like need presenters, the well, we're free. Contributors, we're yeah. free. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, anyway, back to the tire test. Yes, uh, <laughs> Santa Proctor was the fastest across the two days. Slightly surprising. Um, I wouldn't necessarily have said he'd be fastest. However, the Hondas have seemingly gone well around Alton Park in um, previous mm. years. Obviously, he's back on the grid fairly recently. And in the damp. Yeah. Always good in the wet. Not all. Yeah, actually, no, they are. Yeah, 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 yeah no, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's really difficult to really glean anything from it. Uh, Goff managed to get himself uh, fourth overall, which is pretty good, building on the momentum he's got from the podium at Brands Hatch last time out. But it's ultimately it's a wet tyre test. It's v- very difficult to get any form of idea to where these cars are at. Yeah, just as an overview from it, we're looking at like um, four four-hour sessions across two days. Um, so you split it into the morning and the afternoon, um, and drivers are. Con- covering substantial miles in these sessions as well aren't yeah. they yeah yeah about 250 laps i think they reckon across just for the team hard boys yeah uh, obviously there's only three of those there nick hamilton had a previous uh, engagement so didn't uh, take the test which meant that uh, james gornall stepped in as we all know from last season um obviously the previous trade price cars race i saw he was in his actual overalls from last season yes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i saw that as well so he was testing for in place of nick hamilton Nodi was repla- uh, testing in place of uh, Glyn Geddy, and obviously you had Taylor Smith and Goff. I mean, the hard car looked good, that car's improving all the time, but I'm not. it's really difficult to talk about the tyre test because it was wet, and even if it's dry, you know, teams sandbag, teams are doing different things, they're trying different bits and pieces. Yep. It is difficult to get a true idea of where these teams are at. Ingram, for example, was, I think, 15th overall, which is not a... Uh, not a respective time is it he had mechanical issues on day two as well Um, you know it's just one of those where it happens we kind of have to talk about it I think that's probably enough talking about it yeah I remember going to the tyre test at Snetterton not last season but the season before oh yes Um, Yes, which which was an excellent day because you were able to go sort of like into the pit lane up onto the pit wall and see them fly past it some outrageous speeds, but um, it was it was interesting to see that the teams were all working on these little things and doing the different runs that that, that they were doing. Um, so yeah, it'd be nice to see more fan engagement at those kind of things. Well, of course, with COVID stuff this yes. year, that's, yeah, completely yeah. understand about this year. Yeah, um, I suppose it's also worth mentioning that um, Andrew Jordan was testing the Corolla alongside yep. the uh, regular cars, uh, testing the hybrid Corolla for next season. Good. Again, it's difficult to really get anything from it. It's, it's, it's more miles and, and more durability under the belt of that car more than anything. Obviously, this is sold as being a tyre test, but for this car, it gets a real outing um, just to show the durability of the car and to put it up alongside the current generation of cars yeah. to see what time differences are, whether we're looking at increasing lap times or, or lowering those lap times. Absolutely. Well, I think that's probably enough from the tyre test. Uh, one other piece of quick news is that with the government uh, committed to step four of the COVID restriction easing, Alton Park and MSV have announced that all spectator limits will be removed from their circuits for the rest Woo-hoo! of the season. Um, they are promoting mask wearing in enclosed spaces. All grandstands are due to be open and at full capacity. All restaurants are due to be open and at full capacity. Um, they'll be in uh, some extra cleaning facilities throughout the circuits 
but there will be no pit lane walkabout for the 2021 season, which I think we probably guess was happening. Yeah, kind of understandable. Um, obviously, keep those teams in almost uh, a secure bubble. Obviously, you'll be able to go in and out of paddock. Um, I wonder whether there will be a limit on that um, within the venue, Possibly depending so. on which venue it is. Um, but yeah, looking to keep everyone as safe as possible and everyone to act responsibly, really. Yeah, that's only a statement from MSV. Obviously, we have got some non-MSV tracks on the circuit and yep. obviously one in Knock Hill in Scotland. I'm not sure what the Scottish restrictions are going to be. Also, we've also got Croft and Silverstone to go to yet, which are not MSV tracks. So yep. we'll see. wait to see how they're going to play. Although, given that Silverstone's at full capacity this weekend for the Formula 1, I appreciate it's a pilot event, but you would assume it'd be at full capacity for the touring cars. Yeah, you would think so. So, Right, let's do some point of speculation where we uh, <laughs> are most likely wrong. As I correctly called a couple of weeks ago, Glingedi has left Team Hard, uh, citing personal and business reasons for doing so. Obviously, he's just had a, his first child, so that does change one's priorities a little bit. Yep, yep, I can understand that. So we've got a spare seat at Team Hard. We've not heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think we've got three possible runners um, although Hard will probably point somebody right out of left field we didn't even see coming. Yeah. Check the post in case you get invited up. Watch out for any of those dodgy videos where they go, oh, this person popped down today and you don't quite see their face. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, those classic ones. Right, I think the, the, the rank outsider is current TCR driver and owner of Motors One Motorsport, Will Powell, who has been confirmed as he'll be having a full day of testing in the Cupra uh, for Team Hard. Although the uh, article of that's published suggests that's more for looking at options for 2022 for him. Um, I'd be surprised if he is the option here. Yeah, I'd be surprised as well, um, especially if he has a TCR seat this season. Uh, I don't think you'd you'd leave that opportunity to come into the touring cars. I know it's probably a little bit of a step up, but coming in mid-season, I, I don't see it personally. No, I'd agree with you. So I think that leaves us with two um, main contenders. One is, we've already mentioned, James Gornall. Yeah, uh, obviously been drafted in for the testing, which I think is interesting. Convenient timing of that announcement, wasn't it? Well, I think it's really interesting that he's been asked to come to the testing and the other driver hasn't. Because yeah. I know the other driver, who we'll uh, name in a moment, has been putting out calls for sponsorship, etc., etc. But you wouldn't need sponsorship to go and test the car, necessarily. No, not necessarily. So, it's odd that given Hard have got four cars, yeah. they didn't run four cars at Orton yep. Park, and this other driver... Mike Bushell didn't go and um, test it. Yes, there, there was a notable post from him almost the the evening of Brands finishing, certainly the day after Brands finishing. It was around about the weekend, yeah. Saying that he'd had a phone call from um, a team manager, asking if he wanted a seat for the rest of the 2021 season. Now it coincided nicely with Geddy having to step back for his personal and business reasons. And Bushell, we know, has been in the team hard setup before. We know shows a good amount of pace. And his engineering experience, bringing it into a brand new car, I think could probably be invaluable for that team. Whilst I agree with everything you've just said, <laughs> I, I do agree with everything you've said, it's just so odd that he's not been, wasn't at the testing. Yes. But even if one yes. of the days, or half of the day, yep. it, it's bonkers that Gornell's been there instead. Obviously, we don't, don't know Bushell's calendar. No, and obviously Gornall has been appointed as the chief tester for Team yes. Hard. Yep. Um, but I mean, Hard have got enough drivers on their roster that it'd be odd to bring Gornall in if there wasn't an idea that he'd be brought into a series on the back of it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, 
I wonder whether it's looking forward to next season or whether it's looking into putting him into a series for the rest of the season. But again, I mean, you've got enough on your roster. Put Max Coates in the car for the day, for argument's sake, to do yep. a test. It's odd that you'd bring in this test driver to do testing when you've got a big roster of drivers as it is, and then all of a sudden a seat becomes available. I mean, we might see him move a Porsche driver up, which I don't think we will, but... I don't know, I, th- I think it is between Bushel and I think it's between Gornall and I think if I was a betting man, we've seen Bushel's been offered the job, chance, but has he? is he going to get it together in time? I, I, I would put my money on Bushel, just just by the way that he's posted on social media about wanting those, those sponsorship deals, like we saw Jack Boutel do once he'd actually been signed to Accelerate for this season. Drivers are always looking for those opportunities to put money into their drives to ensure that they can have the drive for the full season and I think that is what Bushel is looking towards rather than coming in for say four three four events you want to be there for the rest of the season something which he struggled with before well harder struggled with before as yes. well let's, let's get it right yeah. you know? I mean I just think of drivers gone by we've had Ollie Pidgeley um, yep. we have had uh, Hamilton Fu- Hamilton Howard Fuller Yep. Um, who was the chap who started last year? He won the scholarship program. Um, yes, Brown. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There, there are plenty of people that go through the team hard system, and it is just unfortunate that some of them fall short on those sponsorship deals, which aren't able or mean they aren't able to complete the season. I've got another name to throw in the room. Oh, here we go. Creasy. No, I don't think so. I think he's fairly happy in the Porsche Super Cup following the F1 teams around. Yeah, but I don't think, and I'm just going to make a bold say without backing out of any evidence, I'm not sure it clashed with any of the F1 weekends. I reckon it probably would. Because the Porsches only go to certain events of the yeah, F1 I weekends, I understand that. But I think he's he's more than happy travelling the world. <laughs> I think if you offered him Monte Carlo or the reigning uh, hills of Fife, I think I know which ones he'd be picking. But. Yes, Monte Carlo. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> well, uh, that is all our news summed up. And in the second half of this pod, we will take you through who we think are the top 10 racers on this year's grid. So listeners, cast your mind back to the Brands Hatch Review podcast. You may recall Sam and I had the beginnings of a little bit of a row over Adam Moffat and where he's on the grid in terms of top 10 uh, drivers. Sam making the bold claim he wouldn't even make his top 10, me saying he would definitely make mine. The argument was cut short because it was uh, obviously a review pod and we decided, heck, we've got four weeks off, let's try and uh, eke a podcast out of it. So here we are, we're doing the top 10 drivers from our point of view current drivers on the grid uh, basing it on this season last season and their uh, career as a whole really so a little bit of everything we've come up with a list uh, of 10 drivers each and we're going to now go through those lists in uh, from 10 down to one yes yes so first of all i think we should go from 10 to 6 each um and then just have a little talk about each of those drivers that we've got in there would you like to start with your 10 to 6 yeah and it's worth pointing out that because we're doing this podcast it probably means you're still denying ada moffat so there we (laughs) go okay so my 10 to 6 at number 10 is ada moffat the aforementioned so lucky boy (laughs) i will say he's not high in the list i will grant you that but he is in there and it's better to be in it than not uh, nine, I have Jake Hill. 
eight Tom Oliphant, seven Jack Goff, and six Adam Morgan. So do you want me to talk about those, or do you want, me, do you want to give us yours? Uh, okay, well, well, my ten to six is number ten Tom Oliphant, so in there, same as you. Uh, Jake Hill, number nine, which I think we both agree on. We do. Uh, number eight for me is Josh Cook. Number seven is Jack Goff, and number six is Adam Morgan. So three of those five we agree on positions, yep. um, and four of the five we agree should be in there. The, the two outliers are obviously Aidan Moffat and Josh Cook. Well, Cook's not in that part. He might be in my top five. Oh, is He's it? not. But <laughs> so, okay, well, where, where do you want to start then? Do you want me to make the case for Moffat then? Yes, you can make your case for Moffat. What we're dealing with with Aidan Moffat, I think it's worth remembering, is an incredibly young driver who has already achieved an incredible amount in the sport. Yes, carry on. A race winner. <laughs> yes. A podium getter. Yes. He has self-funded his own way with his own team with Laser Tools. Yes. Okay, he's had support from people like Sicily in the past as well, but fundamentally we've got somebody here who's run his own team. Yep. With his own machinery. And he's done incredibly well with it. He's a very exciting racer to watch. He makes overtakes. He makes mistakes. He's the sort of driver who you actually go and pay to see. Okay. Do you know how many wins he has taken in the championship? Three. Three. Okay. So the same... Sorry. One less than Aaron Taylor-Smith. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. How many podiums do we reckon he's had-ish? Who? uh, Moffat? Moffat, yes. So I, I, I'm it's, bas- on a, it's on our driver profile. <laughs> so I, I, I'm basing this on other drivers that I think are still better than him that aren't even in my top ten. You think Aratea Smith is better than Moffat? He has had Seriously. a better touring car career than Aidan Moffat. Wow. I also think that Chilton has had a better touring oh. car career than Moffat. Maybe not necessarily a better driver currently, but... Over his career, I think he's been better than Moffat. I disagree with both of those entirely. And looking at current form, you have to argue that Robo would probably be above him. Oh, but we talk. We can't just talk about current form. That's not the remit. No, but it's part of it. We're looking at this season. We're looking at last season. Seasons that they have competed in before. So Aaron Taylor Smith has has had as many, if not more, seasons. In the touring cars, uh, from 2011. Oh, so that's to more. Okay, so that's why he's got more wins then. To 2017, and then he's obviously come back this season. Would you like to just confirm what cars he was racing during his time? Uh, he made his debut in a Vauxhall Vectra in 2011, just for one round up at Knock Hill. Uh, he then had a Ford Focus uh, Mark II and Mark III, the ST, uh, and the Volkswagen CC and the MG. So pretty good machinery. Mm, average machinery. Pretty good machinery. I would, I would argue. What cars did he take the wins in? He took uh, he took a win in the Ford Focus in his first full season at the final round. That was the uh, that was the Ford Focus when it was still pretty good. Redstone Racing, yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then in 2014, he took two wins, race three wins, granted. Okay. Um, in the Volkswagen. And then also in 2016, he took a race three win in the Volkswagen. It's worth pointing out that the Volkswagen was in its absolute uh, ascendancy at that point. Well, it was. It was a decent car, You had Turkington and Plato Challenger for championships in that car. 
Yes, but they're a different calibre of driver. Yes, but I'm saying it's a championship challenging car. Okay. Which is going to undo my argument with the laser with the yes, infinity. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> Moffat has been nowhere near Sutton. Yes, he's gradually getting better, but he's been nowhere near I Sutton. I defy you to make any driver close to Sutton. No, no, I agree. But he is not on on the same comparative terms. We're looking at a driver here in Aaron Taylor Smith that has been able to take wins alongside Plato and Turkington in a Volkswagen, whereas Moffat hasn't been able to even get close to that in the Infinity. Do you pay to go see Aaron Taylor Smith? Uh, honestly, can't remember how entertaining he was when he was racing, right? But I don't remember a memorable move by Moffat either. I'll just count to the podium. <laughs> I'll make it six podiums for Aidan Moffat. Six, okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen ish for Aaron Taylor Smith. But in far superior machinery. Not far superior machinery. And in a team, you've got you've got to compare compare it with the teammates that he had at the time. Yeah, you've also got to compare it with the data that team's going to have by having Turkey and Plato in the same team. Menu was racing them as well. Mm. Menu didn't do very well though. No, but you then got to consider how many how well set up the team is. Moffat's been a one man band, not part of a big army. He is part of a big army now. Yes, and I think he's outperforming Anthony Smith now. I'm not this comparing season. him to Aaron Taylor Smith this season. I'm comparing him against Sutton, like we're comparing Taylor Smith against Plato and Turkington. Okay, but we're now saying that Moffat is in a team of support, like Aaron yes. Taylor Smith, and he's far out outshining Aaron Taylor Smith at the moment. And has he had a podium? Yes, Brands Hatch race three. This last race just gone. Yes, after it, two, nearly two years in the car. Yes, nearly two years in the car. Yes, in Taylor Smith's first year in the Volkswagen, he took two wins. Yeah. Much better car. Well, and I would also Sutton, argue, Sutton was able to jump straight into there and take wins. You can't compare any driver to Ash Sutton. That's that's pointless because he is too good. Just confirm the year that Aaron Taylor Smith started. Uh, his debut or full season debut? Full season debut. Where he took his first win. Two thousand and twelve. Was that a particularly strong year? Really? You look at the entry list. Let's have a look, shall we? Uh, anyway, tenth on my list is Tom Oliphant um, and in my list he is probably the least experienced driver um, but he has been quick to develop his skills which I think you could probably agree with I was going to say I think you're being a bit harsh on being 10th personally okay um, he has been put up to the test against Colin and Adam Morgan obviously in his first season in the uh, Mercedes he wasn't set in the field alight was he he wasn't up there competing with Morgan that much. No, but I think you have to counteract that. He was also you. alongside Moffat at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have to counteract that. Well, not really, because Moffat was on his own with some support from Sicily. Still in the Mercedes. I think, and he outshone Moffat in the Mercedes. No, I don't think so. I think he did. Carry on. I think you'd go back and check, good sir, you'll find he did. Anyway, with Oliphant, I think you're right, he's developed very quickly. I think he's now not on a par with Colin, but he's certainly pushing Colin. Um, he's certainly improving his race craft all of the time taking wins taking podiums to his name now as well so yeah I think Tom Oliphant is a really strong driver I think he's a good uh, attacking driver I'm not sure he's a good defensive driver yet but I think his attacking stuff is good we've seen some really good overtakes from him that have got us out of our seats or made us sit up and take notice Yeah, I have noted that his his defensive work isn't as good as it probably could be or should be and he certainly seems to struggle with weight on in that BMW which is why he's one of the the lowest in my list 
Um, he's also the least experienced, not even cocking up 100 races in the, the drivers that I've got in my list. Um, so I still think there is time for him to develop, and being in the car that he is now, I think he will continue to develop more. Question. Yes. Is he a future champion? No. Okay. No, I, I think the the other drivers in my list are more likely to be, uh, as long Ooh. as they can find Ooh. the right machinery. That is a bold claim. Really? I don't think there's many more on my list he's ahead of to be a champion. Okay, okay. Um, what do you mean? He's got the right machinery, Oliphant. Yes, but he's not in the right position because as long as Colin's always in the yeah, team, he's always going to be playing second fiddle. But that's as long as. I think Oliphant mm. is younger and has got more chance that will be in the sport longer than Colin. Yes. I, I also think if Colin doesn't win this year, there's a real chance he walks away and yes. does something else. That is quite possible. And if he does do so. I think Oliphant is number one in the team, and I think he's got a real. I think we saw. I don't want to be recency biased, but I really think the Brands Hatch we just seen is a coming of age or oh, it was a, a, a moment for a Oliphant. dominant performance. You know? But that that is the first time that we've really seen that dominant performance and and going out and leading the way like he did, and he didn't have the pressure of Turkington being that close to him that he might have needed to to protect him almost. I will say he's also had a, a load of rotten luck, Oliphant. I mean, he's been taken yeah. out. On, in other people's accidents when he's been running in positions of strength on a fairly re, uh, frequent basis. Um, back to Aaron Taylor-Smith, by the way. That 2012 season, Shedden won it from Neil, Plato, Andrew Jordan, Rob Collard, Tom Onslow-Cole and Matt Jackson. He finished 8th in the championship. Right. So to me, I'm sorry, that's not a particularly... That's not a particularly... Uh, he, he was best of the rest. Right. And the rest... Names of the rest included? Uh, we have Dave Newsham in there. Right. We right. have Rob Austin in there. We have Tony Gillum himself, Adam Morgan, Ollie Jackson, Paul O'Neill, of course. Morgan's debut season, wasn't it? Um, well, certainly fairly early on in his British touring car career. Fairly early on, yes. Um, but, yes, it was his first season. Right, so, my, my point being, I, 2012 was not a particularly strong season, and he had a very good piece of machinery underneath him, and thus, by just turning up, he was likely to be in a good position for race three. That is my, And that's where he won and got his podiums from, Correct. Uh, yes. Right. Well, um, in t- 2012, he won the second race at Brands Hatch. Okay, fair enough. Which was his first victory. I think Aaron Taylor Smith's a cracking driver, by the way. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to underdo, uh, yeah, downplay him here. I, I, I think, looking at this season as well, I think he has been a more competitive and consistent racer than Moffat. We saw how well he he showed against Turkington against Shedden at Brands when we were there yeah. and we said that he was able to battle with those drivers but he's also battling at the mid to back range of that we've seen Moffat battle rather towards the front of that pack we've seen Moffat kept behind Jason Plato at Brands Hatch at the closer sharp end of the uh, of the race yes but so we saw how dominant the rear wheel drive cars were at Brands I mean, you've always got an answer, haven't you? Because yeah, he's in a real drive car. So suddenly, that's the reason. Suddenly, that's why. We, I think, what I will say about Moffat is that consistency lacks. I will grant you that. But when he's turning it on, he's so good to watch. He overtakes well. He's got good speed. He has good weekends. And I agree. He has very. He has several bad weekends. Good weekends. The good weekends are normally Knock Hill or Silverstone. Yeah, the good one. Branch has gone by. Mm, a goodish one. Yes. Got that podium. What do you want? <laughs> I want to see him win a race. We know we know that the potential is there because he's done it before. I want to see him win more races. Yeah, if if Sutton can show that that car can win races, 
then why can't Aiden be up there for a race three victory what? like we've seen Taylor Smith do in his earlier years? Why aren't you having to go at Bordley for the same reason then? Because Bordley's never shown that pace, never shown to be getting near a podium. Yeah, but do you not also think that since Sutton's come in, there's probably been a shift towards him right and away from Moffat in his own team? No, because BMR are running that car. Well, then that's another reason, isn't it? BMR running that car. He's still got the data. Yeah, but he's not got the engineers. So how much data has he got? How much are they sharing? You assume a fair amount. Oh, and the data with hard, although I'm not quite sure on that one. It's also worth pointing out that Ash Sutton drove a barge to victory when, <laughs> when the Subaru in the last... Um, Yep. Was it in 2019 when that Subaru was the most uncompetitive thing I think I've ever seen yep. and I include the CC in the last couple of years in that statement <laughs> and he's still dragged to victory at Brands Hatch so I, I think it's really harsh to compare anybody against Ash Sutton in terms of ability because you're dealing with one of the greatest touring car drivers of all time and Ash is only going to win more championships by the way oh yeah yeah yeah. we'll, we'll see where he is in our final lists um yeah. But anyway, a, dr- a driver that we do agree on. Yeah, okay. Ninth, Jake yeah. Hill. Yeah, massively improved over since his start in the sport. Um, as, as listeners will be well aware, he was not my favourite choice a couple no. of years ago. But yeah, he really has sort of just improved his racecraft, improved you know making moves when when he should, holding when he should, not being so silly with some of the moves he makes. Um, I think he's you know yeah he's he's improved massively so. He's been a slow developer, isn't he? Yeah, Believe it or not, he's one short of 150 races in touring cars. Yeah, but he did a lot. And he's of, only taken one win. But he did a lot of running in the Focus and in some other poorer cars and sort of one-man band teams and yeah. towards the back of the grid. You know, he's only really in recent years had um, a more prominent car. And I also think having um, Blundell with him, not Brundle, as I've said in the past, but Blundell has, has helped him no end. Yeah, I mean, he made his debut back in 2013, had a one-off drive uh, for a weekend, and then made a full-season debut in 2015. Um, He was kind of written off by people maybe back in 2019, of course, when he had that incident with Matt Neal at Alton Park. But since then, he's really grown and matured, and I don't know whether that is because of the mentorship from Blundell, or whether, I don't know, whether his dad has maybe stepped back a little bit, because... His dad was always like seemed quite overbearing on him. It's also worth pointing out that Hill is also another one of the young drivers. You know, he, oh yeah, you know, he made his debut young. He's learning his way in the sport. Um, I, I agree with you. He should have more race wins. I think that's a, a fair criticism. But I'll say his racecraft is fantastic. I'd say that he would have had a, a, a shed load more of wins had not been for some horrific luck along the way. Yeah, um, he's had twelve podiums along with that one win, and only one fastest lap. Three of those came with thrust. But yeah, look, I think there's a real good driver there. I think I think he's he's shown the ability in the last couple of seasons, or season and a half, should I say, that he's now able to fight with those top class drivers. Yes. He might not always win. He might be losing out a lot of the time, but having that experience to drive alongside those people will gain you so much experience. His performance at Thruxton on the wrong tyre was outstanding by the way outstanding to to finish third on the wrong tyre on a wet track with slick tyres where all of the wet cars are coming through and what four, five, six seconds quicker a lap he fought uh, he even took the fight to Sutton to stop him from trying to come through (laughs) I mean yeah fantastic I think he is improving is he a future champion I don't think he is personally I think I don't think he's ever going to get the break he needs yeah it'll be interesting to see whether he gets 
given the right machinery or whether, whether the team at the moment can give him a car that will fully challenge for a title. I think this car is capable of challenging for a title. Butcher very yes. much did so yeah. last year until his end of season. But don't forget there has been a change in management. Yeah, yeah, but I think the car's good enough to challenge yeah. for a yeah. title. Definitely, definitely. Okay then, uh, number eight for me is Josh Cook. Um, he's not in your ten to six. You've got Oliphant at eight, haven't you? I do, yeah. Yeah. So we've been through Oliphant. We'll have a quick look at Cook because he is the alternate driver um, to to Moffat. Um, you say your piece, and I will say mine because I might be a a bit of a ramble. I think. Okay then. So on his day, he can bring some searing pace, and he can beat anyone in the field. Biting my lip here. Um, He's had 185 race starts. He's won 10, uh, taken two pole positions and 15 fastest laps along the way. Is that a good conversion? Uh, his best championship finish was in 2019, where he finished fourth, going into that final races or final round of the season. He was along with six other, uh, five other drivers competing for that title. Yeah, by lap two, he'd given up. Uh, in six out of his seven seasons in the sport, he's finished on the podium at least once, and he's also had some really close on-track battles. Um, some of the most memorable for me being the way that he fought off Matt Neal at Croft uh, last season, was that, or the season before? Uh, mm. So when he took his double win. Yeah, because Neil turned him sideways. Yeah. Yes. Um, and the final race of 2018, where he had an excellent battle with Ash Sutton, having just been pipped on the line... Um, but that was a race-long battle where he showed he had the capability to drive wheel-to-wheel with another top-quality driver. Carry on. Have a ramble. Cook is, for me, one of the most, alongside Chilton, frustrating drivers on the grid. Because I don't deny of you, on his day, he has got ridiculous pace. I don't deny that. We saw that at the season over at Thruxton, where he yep. dominated race one and two. Then Snetterton, where is he? Nowhere. Brands Hatch, where was he? Well, at Snetterton, he finished fourth in race three. Oh, yeah, but where was he for the other two? You've had such a good start to the season. You've won two races, and you've come to Snetterton, and the first two you might as well not turned up for. Yes, he's done well in race three. And, and and tell me how else, how well the other Hondas did there. Yeah, but it's not the point, Sam. The point is that if you the want Honda to... The Hondas struggle there. Yeah, but the best drivers don't struggle even when their cars are. We've seen BMW struggle at events, and Turk has still ra- wrestled it into the points. We've seen... The Infinity struggle at place, and Sutton wrestles it into the The Hyundai seem to struggle week in, week out, but Ingram's wrestled them into the points. <laughs> I'm sorry. because that's, that's a title-challenging car, mate. <laughs> oh, you don't think he's got a title-challenging car, Josh Cook? You, you, sorry, you're going to go there. Kamish, who would have won the race, would have won the championship in 2019, had it not been for a freak accident. No, I, I was saying about the Hyundai is oh, now okay. a title-challenging okay. car. Right. Just, just digging yes, that yes. knife in a bit. Yeah, well, look, I've accepted I was wrong on that. We've moved on. <laughs> For every good thing Cook does, every good race he'll have, there'll be four or five that follow that are pointless and he's nowhere. And it's so annoying because he's got the car. And I'll tell you what as well, because I'm on the Keegan S. Grant here. He's always had the car. He's Every round, every year he's contested, he's in a good car beneath him. He was at the MG when they were still competitive. Mm. They were competitive. They weren't, the, they weren't, the, they weren't yes. the best on the grid. I accept that. But him and Sutton did well in those cars. Yep. They're in the... In the uh, white and red delivery at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the ones you're on about. Yeah, they weren't bad. Yeah. He had a decent Astra at um, PMR. Yeah. Alongside Children, I think it was that year. Yep. They were good that year. Yeah. They were good cars. He's now going into the Honda, which is a title challenging car. Its predecessor being a title winning car. I accept the FK has not won a championship yet. Yep. 
But let's be honest, had it not been for a, a, a freak break incident with Camish, that FK would have won a championship. Do, do we have to look at drivers like Josh Cook, maybe Jake Hill, um, and a few others in our list? Do we have to look at the fact that they are racing with independent entries rather than a manufacturer backing? No, because certain races, if you, you keep saying Sutton this, Sutton that, Sutton t'other. Uh, yes, but you, you've also said that Sutton is okay. one of a kind. Okay, I'll, I'll put, put you Morgan. Yeah. I'll put you Tingram. Yeah. They're two drivers that race with... Um, Morgan hasn't achieved any more than Cook has. But I'd argue Morgan's had uh, poor equipment to do so In well. Mercedes, yes. Yeah. You read that, those stats about Cook. Are they impressive conversion rates? Really? Are they good? I grant you getting six out of seven seasons on the uh, on the podium is good. Yeah, that's good. But you expect law of averages over 30, you probably would do in a car that could compete. Yeah. But if you look at a couple of the other drivers, two of the drivers I've got above have got worse records. Yeah, but so he started 185 races. Yep. And he's 110. Yeah. It's not a great, it's not a great conversion. Shall I, shall I pass you on to my next driver then? No, because I'm not finished yet. I, well, just, oh, just as comparison. So we've both got Jack Goff in seventh. Yes. Correct. Yeah. He has had 239 starts, taking five wins and 16 podiums. Yeah, but on the flip side of the Jack Goff debate, I'd say he spent two years, we, we might as well not bother turning up in the CC. <laughs> he went through some pain, yes. He's gone through a lot of pain, but he actually, I love watching him race because he's a yes. hard, fast, aggressive driver who commits balls to the dashboard, as you said the other day. <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling to remember the last time I've, I got excited about anything Cook did. I get excited about what Goff does. I get excited about what Moffat does. A bit too much, so I get excited about Oliphant. But I get excited, <laughs> about, I get excited about Hill. I, I just don't really remember. I grant you the 2018 battle with Sutton and Franz Hatch was very, very good. That's lovely. And, and the way he held off Neil... We didn't hold up Neil. Neil ended up ramming him off the road. Well, yeah, because Neil couldn't find a way past him. He had to resort to Neil tactics. <laughs> yeah. is it in the same car. Yeah, yeah. He held him off well. But is that, is that what it's come to now? We're going to say, oh, we, they're in the top ten because they held off a driver well. Well, that, that's part of being a touring car driver. That's the reason that Turkington has been so successful. Because he knows when to defend. He knows when to attack. My biggest beef, and it's what I said at the opening, was the consistency. The start of last season was appalling. Yes, yes it was. And I agree the but second half was good. Yeah, but, but, but <laughs> this is the point though, Sam. This is the point. He's obviously a very good racing driver. I would not deny that. He's a very quick racing driver. He's normally in and around the sharp end. But when it goes wrong, it goes catastroph- <laughs> catastrophically wrong. Can't even say it. And it goes catastrophically wrong too often. So, back back in the 2019 season, his most successful season, he had five non-scores. Yeah, and then when it came to the actual battering at Brands Hatch, he, I wouldn't say bottled it, but he was nowhere near. Well, he retired race one, I can't remember why, to be honest, but then recovered to 13th and 5th. Yeah, but he'd already won at that point. It doesn't matter, he was an outside shot going into that, because I think he was 6th in the championship and more, finished 4th. Shouldn't be more than outside shot, do you not think? Do not be challenging for titles. But that that was his fifth season in the sport. I was also point out that it was mathematical going into that weekend. Yes. No, nobody really thought Cook was going to win it that weekend. It, we needed Camish and Turkin to basically sit out the whole weekend. Uh, Jordan to sit behind the wheel reading a paper and not start the car. <laughs> Ingram to decide to ride, race in reverse gear over. I mean, come on, let's be honest here. He was not... Yes, mathematically he was in the fight. In the same way that mathematically Everton got relegated a couple of seasons ago, but we're never going to. I mean, you know, it's 
come on. He finished 42 points behind Turkington right. in the end. Right. So is, it, is, it, is that really a challenge? Really? Well, we've seen some of these titles separated by a point. We've seen some of these titles, we've seen top four, you know, separated by 10, 15 points. That's not a challenge for me. I'm but sorry, the, the, it's not. The, the top three that were ahead of him were separated by two points. Yeah. That's my point. But we know that those drivers were a class above. That's, this is my point. He finished ahead of Butcher. He finished okay. ahead of Ingram. Okay. He finished ahead of Plato and Sutton. Okay. Does he win the title this year? No, but I right. think he could come closer. But should he not be challenging this year? You see, I mean, look at this year. He's sitting third in the championship. Yeah. He yeah. should be a lot higher. Snatchum, I don't think so. Ingram and Sutton have been outstanding drivers so far. Yeah, this he should season. be closer to them, is what I'm saying. He's only, what, 27 points off? If, and he could be right in amongst them if he could get the consistency right. 26 points off, sorry. Well, I say my biggest problem is he's had the car to do well, and he's done well, but he could do even better. And for me, that's why he's not in the top 10. I don't think he makes the most of what he's got. Okay. Uh, a theory for you. Bearing in mind he hasn't raced rear-wheel drive before in the championship. Mm-hmm. How do you think he would do in a BMW? Would he be better or worse than Oliphant? Honestly, I think he'd be worse. Really? Yeah. I don't. I do. I think. He'd... I think he's got more racer about him than he ha- than Oliphant. I, I I don't think. I think we see he takes so long to adapt to a car. We saw that with the with the FK8 when he went into that. I think he'd struggle. I wonder if he prefers a rear wheel drive. Well, the evidence of his touring car career to date would suggest otherwise. Only <laughs> because he hasn't had the opportunity. Well, ask ask BTC to go and buy a rear-wheel drive car then. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, it's a nothing argument. Uh, just anyway, shall we get on to seventh, who we both agree on, yeah. and sixth? Yeah. Because we've still got more to do after that. Yeah. So seventh, we both got Jack Goff. As I mentioned, he had two hundred thirty-nine starts, taking five wins and a further 16 podiums. Yes, he's had those two frustrating seasons with Team Hard in Volkswagen, uh, but his performance in the new Cupra has been very consistent. Mm. Um, he's, a, he's one of only two drivers to score points in every race this season. So yep, far. yep. Um, and that that has been rewarded in the last race out at Brands, where he managed to take that second place. Yep. And those are very encouraging signs that that car is able to run at the front of the field when it's got the opportunity to. Worth pointing out that he also took a podium in the uh, CC. Yes. Albeit in the mental conditions. Mental still, conditions, yeah. He still did it, mate. Yep. Um, his best season came in 2017 in the FK2 Civic with Eurotech, where he finished sixth overall. He didn't just take a podium, still, so he won that race. Yes, he did win that race with Moffat second. <laughs> Ooh, second, was in that? the pouring rain which you'd expect a Scott to do well in I argue takes more skill to drive in the rain suggesting that <sighs> he spun <laughs> he spun <laughs> he could have won that race yeah, well, yeah, he still finished second um, his Jack Goff's racing ability has never really been in question uh, he's always been able to go toe to toe with the best in the business and now being back in the competitive car uh, I think we can hope that he could kick on to possibly being a title contender in the next couple of seasons. I think he wins a race this year. I really do. Yep. Um, I still remember how good he was in the Wix uh, Honda. That, that wasn't even his best season. No, but but that, yes, I remember how good he was. That was memory season, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, he was better at the ICD Honda, wasn't he? From The Eurotech one. Yeah, Eurotech one, yeah. 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 But that Wix, perhaps because of the memorable livery, which is one of my favourite liveries of all time. <laughs> 
but that I do remember that year well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gop, Gop is a magnificent driver. He's a very fast driver, and it's nice to see him getting the machinery that his skills deserve. And hopefully, as you say, we can see where it'll be interesting where this can take him because I think that he was at a really interesting point with the Hondas, and then it all sort of fell apart after that. Mm. Um, I'm quite surprised that he didn't get a move to a bigger team. If I'm being honest with you, when when Eurotech fell away, I wonder whether that's down to sponsorship on his side. Yeah, but if your team dynamics, do yeah, you not, true. Do you not want him in the car? Or if you're a BMW and you're thinking about your second driver, do you not want him in the car? True, true. So I'm sli- that's why I'm surprised about yeah, yeah. that he didn't get one of those two moves. But yeah. yeah, it's good to see him back at the sharp end of the grid, and it's good for Hard to have a driver of that caliber as well. Yes, very much so. Um, we both agree on the next driver as well. In sixth on our list yeah. is Adam Morgan. And he's there because, and he's there ahead of Cook. Um, ahead of Cook on yours, which is interesting. But to me, this is a driver yeah. that has got has managed to get every single inch, millimetre, yeah. centiliter that out of the machinery he's had. He is ahead of Cook on my list. Okay, He's had 272 starts, taking 9 wins, 1 pole and 13 fastest laps with a best championship finish of only 7th. Yeah, but I'd argue he has raced in a very competitive era of the touring cars. Well, so has Cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because of better machinery. Yes, yes, which is why he's had a higher finish. Yes. Pointing that out. Uh, As you say, he manages to drag every ounce out of the car. We thought that Mercedes was done prior to last season, and he, he managed to... Drag some fantastic result. I think Thruxton was the best one. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to challenge you on that. As a whole weekend. Oh, okay. Where he was, I I think, like, didn't fall outside the top six. No, I was going to say his winner, his winner Orton Park stood out for me because he kept back Turkton and Oliver, who swapped over, if you remember, to have a go at him. Uh, Turkton never did give that place back to Oliver. To this day, he's not returned (laughs) the favour. but yeah, I mean, to me, that was that was an incredible performance in a much slower, much you know, he should have should have been passed with ease at Alton Park and yep. he just held them off and held them off and held them off yeah uh, he's scored a podium in every season since 2012 um, and for me he's a driver similar to Ingram he just hasn't had the opportunity to develop the car in- Ingram was always known for getting the absolute maximum out of that Toyota Avensis yep. and I think that's exactly what Morgan did in the Mercedes and hopefully now with the all new BMW 3 Series, we've seen that he's taken that first win. I'd say it's already taken a win. Yeah, and it's similar to what Ingram did in the Toyota, wasn't it? In the in the new Corolla. So yeah. maybe we can see him kicking on to uh, bigger and better things. Yeah, I think that this year was always going to be a learning year for him. In, yeah. In, yeah, in the real drive car. Um, but he's already looking to get some pretty good results out of it. He's scored, he's, he's a handful of disappointing results as well, don't get me wrong. Not as bad as his teammate, um, <laughs> but to have a win already, yeah, I think it's pretty impressive. And he's it, yeah, he's a driver that just gets every single possible percentile out of a car. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, well, we'll move on to our top five now. Well, we'll now have a look at our top five. Uh, I'll go for mine first. In fifth, I have Jason Plato. Fourth, Gordon Shedden. Third, Colin Turkington. Uh, second Tom Ingram and number one is Ash Sutton how about you? so mine's pretty much the same but I've got Shedden in fifth Plato in fourth Turkington in third Ingram second and Sutton first before we go into talking about those it's notable that I think the biggest name that neither of us put into that list is Rory Butcher yeah which is interesting 
although he's still fairly new to the sport. But. Yeah, he hasn't had that many seasons, and I don't know, he kind of... He, he's been competitive, of course he's taken home the independence title, but he's just... I don't know. He, he had a good, good amount of consistency, and then it's sort of fallen off a cliff this season. There's a tendency to do something stupid, isn't there? Yes, yes. Um, whether that be inspected inside of the Corolla around the... Uh, why will Russell chicane <laughs> at Sesson or getting involved with, with Matt Neal um, also no Chilton in either of our lists but I think I mean what I said about Cook you can times by 10 for Chilton I think yeah yeah he's he's the shoulda woulda coulda kind of kid um, and the amount of different machinery that he's had he should be into this list quite easily oh yeah um, but you've got to make the machinery work and he hasn't bit like Cook. Anyway, we'll have a quick discussion about Plato and Shedden. Obviously, we've got them in fourth and fifth, but swapped round. For yeah. me, uh, Shedden just edges Plato because he has an extra title, although Plato could have had a lot more. A lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and until this season, I thought Shedden was a much more consistent driver. And that, that's okay. the reason that he's gone in just above Plato for me. He he seems to pull off the better moves and be more consistent across a full championship. Whereas with Plato, it's a bit all or nothing. Yeah, look, I completely, I completely understand that view entirely. Um, and at the end of the day, Shedden's won one more than Plato. What I would say is that, and it doesn't matter because he didn't, but Plato should be the most decorated oh, yeah. driver of all time. Yeah. Because the amount of time he's been in the sport and the amount of championships he's been fighting for you look how many times he's finished second and third and yeah. how close he's been as well yeah. um, honestly I think he'd have won one of those against Giovinardi but he had his accent with fifth gear which kind of ruined his chance of winning the this season that year because he had to go into the final race with bandaged arms, head and yep. uh, probably um, yeah. painkillers galore you'd, you'd assume he did everything he could winning the triple at Brands yeah. and just didn't fall his way yeah so you look at okay, take take the recent years out of it. You see how many times he's finished second or third and yep. been that close. I'd also point out the longevity. He's won touring car championships in two different eras of the sport. Yes. Um, he's won races in what three, four eras of the sport. You start to lose count. Yeah. Having ninety-seven wins, although he disputes that. He claims ninety-nine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, being that that close to hundred, you think, well, how many of those second places, or how many of those retirements mm. from second or third places, could he then gone on to have won the race, or then yeah. won a championship? I'm with you. He's he, look, he is without doubt his own worst enemy because I'm, I'm with you. If he played the Turkiton game even a little bit, yeah, he would have six I reckon I was going to say he, he's been in the sport since 1997 um, he has had a, a couple of years out of that yes, yes obviously last year was due to the pandemic but the amount of second places and uh, second and thirds so one two three four five six seven eight nine ten ten times he has finished either second or third in the championship yeah. it's incredible isn't it yeah and that for me was why he's also ahead of Shedden because you talked consistency and okay he's not won the thing but look how consistent he's been over the years yeah the the, the results board the colour coded results board is very oh. very appealing isn't it yeah look, I, I think that Jason is one of the greatest drivers in the sport has seen yep I think that he is Marmite 
I think he's good for the sport, but I think there's for every person who hates play, who likes Plato, there's at least one who doesn't like him. Um, I think he he's better for the sport with Matt Neal. I I think the battles that him and Matt Neal had and played upon because we've seen oh, yeah. we've seen that interview with Johnny Smith and them two just loving the battles yeah. and loving the the almost romance around it yeah, and, yeah. and creating that content that Alan Gow kind of wanted although didn't want too much of um, he, he made the sport what it is and I think in the, these last couple of seasons he's missing that and he's almost lost that edge lost that sharpness and he's just like yeah I, I enjoy I enjoy coming to race and but I think that's, that's it. about it I think he knows he's not going to win another title yeah I think he, it's now a shift for him just to turn up and to, just to enjoy himself in a way he's probably not going to enjoy it in the past and that it's a slight criticism on my part is that he's taking possibly someone else's seat well, I, I I think that if there's anyone who's earned his right to to, to, yeah. do, to have a seat in the sport and enjoy it for a couple more years, it is Jason Plato. So. Yes, I know. But you look at yes, he took a win um, in 2019 at the final race, mm-hmm. and he had two other podiums that season. But he, he's like, it felt like he was on his way out then, and he, he's come back once again. And yeah, he had a decent week opening weekend at Thruxton. Yeah, got that second. But at Snetterton, he was nowhere, and he he really struggled for pace at Brands until that reverse grid race. Yeah, he should have probably had a podium at that reverse grid race. I'm yeah. still convinced. Yeah, so am I. But um, but but yeah, I say that my my feelings with Shedden is that yes, great driver, but I would say he has never had it difficult in the way Plato has in his time in the sport. He's always been quite comfortable, Shedden. I think a team that. He's comfortable in a car that is always good. Let's not forget that Plato pushed Neil very close in the Integra, and the Integra was streets ahead of everything Literally else. Literally pushed. <laughs> yeah, but that, but that Integra should have won hands down. Plato still took into a fight if they say that they on. Yep, yep. Yeah, I would say that. I wouldn't say Shannon's had it easy, but I'd say Shannon's certainly had an easier ride, I think, when you look at the equipment he's had. I think this year we've seen a completely different Shedden as well. I don't like it either, by the way. No, I'm not keen on it. And having those couple of seasons out of the sport, it's it's like he's too hungry for success and he's taking those risks that he wouldn't have taken in those previous seasons where he's been so consistent. I wonder if he feels the pressure to be the number one driver because he obviously Matt, Matt was the number one driver yeah. until the point where Shedden looked like he was going to win the championship then it shifted across to yeah. to him uh, in the way that all great teams should do. And, and Shedden from 2010 to 2017 he finished every year inside the top four of the championship. Yeah. Oh yeah, I say there's a great driver in there. Um, I for me, Plato's ahead just on long, just on pure longevity, and on pure what is achieved in various machines and to various degrees of their competitiveness. So I think to take a win in the Vauxhall Astra, albeit from a reverse grid race, is still pretty impressive because the Astra was not that good that season. It was it was okay. Yeah, wasn't great. Yeah, uh, something that I've I picked up looking through Shedden's achievements and his finishing positions and stuff like that. Over two seasons, four times, he had weekends where he finished in the podium for all three races. Which yeah. is impressive. It's and he's impressive. Come, come very close to completing that triple that Plato has done. Yeah. But yeah, 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 so... Both are very good drivers. I yes, think we can they agree, are. agree on that point. Uh, moving on to third. Interestingly, the most successful driver in the list doesn't top it. Colin Turkington 
Mr. Boring, you like to call him, don't you? Yep. Um, why is he not top of the list for you? He's not top of the list for me because, A, we talk about Shedner was having it easy. I would say that in his successful years, Colin Serkins had it fairly simple with WSR backing a best, if not the best car on the grid. Is he a great racer? Yes, undoubtedly. He's got four titles to prove to, which is four more than me. Um, <laughs> but I'm looking at the overall racer package. And I think that in recent years, when Collins had to get his elbows out, he struggled. And I think we saw that at Brands just gone. I think we saw that at Brands last year. I think that in pure out-and-out racer, he plays a number game fantastically. But I think when you've got such hard races around you as the two drivers that are above him on this list I don't think that's enough for playing the numbers game mm. um, do I get out of my seat and applaud Colin? no yeah there haven't been many memorable moves or memorable overtakes but there have been memorable weekends for me Yeah. Um, so he's had uh, 450 races taking over 150 podiums along the way and consistency is the reason that oh, he's yeah. got four titles oh yeah massively um, and he's not always spectacular but he, as we say he plays the percentages and grinds out the results when we need them take Snetterton last year yep he won two finished third in doing everything that he possibly could do to try and stay in that title fight with Sutton yes it wasn't quite enough but he needed a weekend yeah, like yeah. that when it mattered and he was able to produce it yes the car is going to help him at a track like that but he was still able to produce that although on the flip side I will say since Ash Sutton's um, inclusion in the championship or certainly to the higher end of the championship I have half seen a lot more mistakes coming in by Turkington <laughs> a man under pressure we go back to Croft last year King of Croft yeah. kingdom crumbling before his eyes mistakes mistake into uh, the first corner of Thruxton this year on cold tyres um, they're mistakes they're coming from him Brands Hatch not so much a mistake but just nowhere looking looking back to the sort of like years where he was that competitive and so competitive in the BMW in 2014 he went off a run of six consecutive podiums five of which were wins and following that at Rock, Rockingham that year he had another double win followed by a fourth in some, some of the results that he puts together across a season are outstanding but that's why he's third because he's done that in a car which is by far and away the best if well certainly in the top if not the best car on the grid the two drives above him in my opinion are more impressive because the cars they've got their results in they've got no right to interestingly that's not the reason that he's third on my list okay go. the reason that he's third on my list is like, I think he's reached his peak and he's on the way down now yeah I'd agree with that as well I would agree uh, with and that. I think the the two drivers above in Tom and Ash. We're giving it away now. <laughs> We've already said our top five. Well, they might have forgotten. <laughs> um, they're just they're at the top of their game, and he's coming into the twilight of his career. And I don't think, as we said earlier, I don't think he'll be there that long, that much longer. No, I, I agree. Uh, second, we've gone for Tom Ingram. Um, it's amazing <coughs> we agree on these top three. Look. I, uh, you can't we never look, agree. You can't look past number one. I, no, I, I no. probably <laughs> left the podcast if you try, <laughs> try to make any argument against it, to be honest with you. Uh, Ingram, again, a driver who really has had no right to get the results he's got. You look at the cars, he's, he nearly won the championship in a total events is on his own. Yep. That is ridiculous. I, I, literally, the first line I've got for his sort of like bio on here is Is he the best driver to have not won a championship? Yeah. By far and away. Certainly on the grid. By far and away. Yeah. 
by far and away. Um, and there were so many questions of him changing team this year from a certain somebody next to me. And I was not the only one. No, you weren't the only one. But, I don't know, he took such a risk in leaving that long-term partnership with yeah. Speedworks. But he's already shown that it's the right move. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because they're streaks ahead of, of where we would expected the Hyundai to be and actually where Speedworks are currently. But again... Or Toyota, should I say. Yeah, you're saying they're slightly smug that I was wrong. But I would I would point slightly out... Slightly smug. Very smug. <laughs> oh, okay. Would you have said three races in, he would be second in the championship and challenging us Sutton all the way? Would, would you be saying, Would you have said that at the start of the season? I would be surprised he was that this close. Yeah, exactly. Because he's only, what, six points off? Yeah, exactly. And that's my point. He is overachieved. He's overachieved everywhere he's gone. Yeah. The events has had no right to need to take a title. And do you know what? Had it not been for some really dodgy stewarding at um, Knock Hill, which I've still not forgiven the sport for, he might have won that year. Yep, yep. He's finished runner-up before. Uh, yep. In the last four seasons, he's been challenging towards a title. He has 18 wins to his name, four pole positions, and 13 fastest laps. Uh, I personally think, along with Ash, he is the only driver on the grid that can make you get out your seat yes. and just go, oh, how the hell has he done that? Yeah. Um, on the grid now, there's another driver who's not on the grid It did make me do that. Camish. Well. Yeah. 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 Who, If he was still in the sport, he'd be a really difficult person to place, I think, because I think he... Yeah, he would. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, and at over 200 races, he, he must be the most experienced on the grid not to have won the championship. Yeah, I think so. Um, but again, you look at the equipment he's, he's had. Exactly. He's had no right to win the challenge. So, it, it, an independent has never won it. There's only a one-man team. Yes, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a one-man band. Yeah. It is ridiculous how close he got in the events. It's, I mean, I can't overstate that enough. He had no right to be that close. I know, I know. And <clears throat> last year in the Corolla, he was close. So, okay, not 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 close as he has been, but he was there or thereabouts. Yeah. The season we were on about when he finished runner-up was 2018, where he finished eight points... Uh, sorry, not eight points. Twelve points behind Turkington, and, of course, there was that disqualification. Race win. <laughs> At Knock Hill. Um, he had three other retirements that season, along with uh, a no-point score in that third race at Knock Hill. Um, a small criticism, he took three wins that season. Could could he convert more of these second and third places into wins to just push him over the line? He was racing a Toyota Vensis. Yes, I understand that. Against a BMW? No. <laughs> Ridiculous suggestion. Was it a weaker lineup that year? <laughs> no, it wasn't. You look at, no, it wasn't. Tom Chilton finished third, mate. He did. That's his best season. <laughs> yeah, arguably his worst machinery. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, oh, look, no, what, what what Ingram is achieving is fantastic. He will win a title. There, yeah. there is no doubt about that for me. Do I think it's going to be this year? Do you know what? I'm starting to think it might be because it won't be long until they start doing something to the Infinity to turn it down slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which brings us nicely to our top man. Um, I don't think we much arguing about this. You, you talk about drivers that get you out of your seat. I mean, Ingram's done um, back to front um, races where he's gone from the back to very high up. Sutton does it on a week on a sort of <laughs> <laughs> race by race, yeah, basis. race by race basis, doesn't he? Yeah. He is ridiculous to watch. Yeah. He is so exciting to watch. 
I mean, we we stood laughing at Snetterton, just laugh, actually laughing. <laughs> we were, we were yeah, actually yeah, laughing yeah, yeah. about how ridiculous he is in that car. Yeah, do you know what I've written down for him? Is he's the driver of the moment. Uh, everyone wants to be him, although probably not in qualifying. Um, that, that is one criticism that I may have: is that he doesn't put it together. In doesn't matter because he turns it around in the race. And that's exactly what I've got written. Even if he looks like he's having a poor weekend, he's still scoring twenty-five plus points. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's Whereas it. Whereas Turkington had a bad weekend last time and scored two. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, he seems to... The car floats. It doesn't matter how much weight you put on board. You could put three extra people in that car and he'd still get it in the top five. Yeah, we've seen it with full, board, with full weight on board. He just carves through the field. It's like, you say it floats, I say it's on rails, whatever you want to describe it as. You know, I've never seen a driver more at one of them car than Ash Sutton. Yeah. Um, people questioned why would you go into an infinity that is so much older or had been used so many years ago and Moffat hadn't shown any real potential in it in that half a season disagree and then <laughs> and then he steps into it and just lights it up yeah. absolutely oh, yeah. oh, lights it up yeah I mean what Moffat had done he took and tore up and just yeah it put it into a blender and <laughs> we don't need that data struck it you know, sent to the moon in comparison absolutely yeah. it's also worth pointing out as I mentioned earlier he dragged a Subaru to race victory again I can't overstate that enough In twi- dragged a Subaru to title he well, won the title yes, in the Lavorg but they were good that season that's before they got turned well, down yeah. they were good I'll talk about the win he took at Brands Hatch in the 2019 season one right at the end yeah, yeah. followed he- by a third in a car that was after a reverse grid. In a car that was abysmal, and I, I can't over, look at the rest of his results for that year. I can't overstate that enough how bad that car was, and he still got into a win. Oh dear! It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. You you throw any weather condition at him, he's fine as well. He's not one of these drivers that goes to peace in the rain. Nope. And actually, that's something we did mention about Tom Ingram. Either his wet driving is also, again, probably second only to Ash Sutton's, if not probably slightly better than Ash Sutton's. I'm being yep. honest, but. There's nothing this man can't do. I think he, if all being equal and Toka don't start messing about with the Infinity, he wins this season's um, championship. Something that I've noticed certainly over the last season, season and a half, is the temperament change. Yes. He was always an angry driver. And if something wasn't going his way, he was getting those papers, he was sending them into the... Oh, God, you remember that with Plato? <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Um, and... He, yeah, I remember that. Jeez, yeah. um, three di- three into there, don't go, mate. No, no. Um, and he was always letting that side of the driving get to him. We saw it even um, with um, Jake Hill last year at Croft. We took out the race, made a ridiculously stupid move on Jake Hill yep. into the hairpin, yep. gave himself a puncture. Yep. We saw it at Silverstone a couple of weeks later, made a silly move, gave himself a puncture, and I think. You're right, this year we're not seeing the silly moves. No, he, he's more controlled and concise. Um, and as you say, he's taken two wins, two other podiums, um, and has scored points in every race this season. So I, I think he's well-deserving of being our best driver on the grid. Him or Ingram this year? Oh, I know we're only three races in, but him or Ingram. <laughs> I, or I or think, Turkington. I don't think it'll be Turkington. No. Or Cook. Um, the Cook's possibility. Um, no, I, I, I think Sutton defends his title, but I do think it'll go to final weekend, possibly final race. What about you? Khan. Cards on the table. I 
think the Hyundai will fall away or fall away is probably too strong. I think that Ingram's had tracks he likes at the start of the season. He's always gone well at Snerton. I'm not trying to do down. I'm not trying to row back and defend my position. <laughs> I was wrong. I, I accept that. I was wrong. Okay, yeah. I fully accept that. Do I expect Ingram to keep this momentum throughout the season? Probably not, if I'm being honest. Just because it's the first year... What you know, the, the team have never been in a position where they would have been in a title fight before. I, but he has. Yeah, he has, but Sutton's been there, he's done it. I think that there's a couple of tracks going up where Sutton normally goes so well at. Mm. And I think the gap's just going to get opened so far. I think... Could, look, could, could it come down to how bad a weekend the bad weekend is for each driver because we, we normally yeah, have yeah, a yeah. bad weekend yeah, yeah. for each driver yeah, I think yeah. Turkington has certainly had his um, can't be much worse can it no um, so do, do you think it comes down to how much a driver can take out of a bad weekend yeah and I would trust Sutton to make the most of a bad weekend yeah. if I'm being honest with you Sutton doesn't also what I'd also say about Sutton is he doesn't um, retire from many races no no Ingram had a bit of a run last year a couple speckled in there even Colin had a couple speckled in there last year Sutton finishes races by and large yeah so I think one of two things happens he either wins it at an absolute canter and he'll open up the gap going through Croft I think is where he might open the gap quite nicely yep or you're right it'll go down to the last race of the season it'll be a mm. couple of points in Turkey and uh, Ingram's going to dog him all the way yeah it it's a tough one to call. Um, we'd love to hear your opinions on who you think are the top 10 racers on the grid. Leave us a comment um, either on the podcast or on our social media. And also, Moffat or Cook, who would you have in the top 10 this out of? Yeah, who's right? Team Sam or Team Russell? <laughs> um, in, yeah, I, I probably completely forgot about Rory Butcher, but that probably signifies why he's not in the top 10. I think. I think he's the driver that was closest to making it in for me, but I think that his uh, relative inexperience in the sport mixed with just some of the stupidity I've seen at the hands of him, to be honest with you. That's fair enough. Uh, As we mentioned, we are off to Alton Park at the end of the month. Uh, We hope to see a good few of you there um you're always welcome to come up to us and say hello we don't bite uh remember to subscribe and share the podcast give us a five star review if you feel like it um and we'll be back with you for that preview for alton i think yeah 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 yeah. sounds good sounds good to me um up until then have a good time and uh we'll speak to you soon stay safe Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 